Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Susan, your first story isn't good news for a country that relies on just that, the primary sector. It certainly isn't, Sally. Stats New Zealand has just released some new figures and it's actually showing that the value of our annual goods exports fell. They fell $3.3 billion to just under $69 billion in the year ended December and that's a 4.5% drop. The reason, I guess, it's no surprise we've heard this all the time, soft demand in that key market of China. Jason Atterwell is General Manager of Economic and Environment Insights. Meat exports were down a billion dollars compared to the previous year, from down a billion dollars to 8.8 billion. Dairy products were down a billion as well to 19.4 billion. And log exports were down about half a billion to 4.7 billion. So there's been, there's absolutely been a price uh, impact on the falls there. So um, dairy products, the, the prices have been falling. So we actually exported more but got less for it and very similar with meat as well. And sticking briefly, Sally, with the export news, ongoing tensions with the Houthi rebels in Yemen. They're attacking commercial shipping in the Red Sea. That's having a big flow-on effect to anyone using that waterway. And for New Zealand, it's making it more expensive to get our onions into Europe. The harvest here, it's in full swing. The yields are looking really good, but the ships are having to avoid the Suez Canal, so they're going around Africa or through the Panama Canal. And that is adding... $2 a bag for every bag of onions that lands in Europe. So a little bit costly there. And Onions New Zealand is hoping to export 70,000 tonnes of onions there this year. Mm, And that extra cost will certainly add up for our exporters. Now, what's happening with illegal plantings of New Zealand-bred apples in China? This is really interesting, Sally, because we've heard plenty, haven't we, over the past nine or so years about the thousands of hectares of unauthorised plantings of gold kiwi fruit there. And that's had Zespri scrambling to halt the spread and to protect its intellectual property. But yes, this time it's apples and the New Zealand company Enza Fruit. It's won a legal action against illegal plantings of its Envy apple variety there. Now, the fruit is actually grown legitimately in China with Enza's fruit's partner, Joy Wing Mao, but these others have been growing it without permission. And the victory in the Gansu Province Court awarded Enza Fruit its full claim for significant damages. And Enza Fruit's Morgan Rogers says that this successful plant variety's judgment under China's very newly issued seed law really reinforces the importance of taking this strong action. Great success there. What um, now? Let's let's talk about cows, the dairy. Um, you've had further confirmation that New Zealand is well past peak cow. What's that mean? Well, well past peak cow when we had the most cows ever, and that was actually a decade ago when it was at its peak. And they've been dropping for the past actually eleven years. We now only have four point six seven million dairy cows rather than over six million. And AgriHQ senior analyst Mel Crowd says that it's land use changes that are behind the fall. There's now forty two thousand fewer effective hectares used for dairy farming compared to a year earlier. 
Virtually all regions recorded lower cow numbers, but the largest change was in the North Island, and the dairy herd was back 4% there. What we've seen in some regions, it's been a switch to dry stock farming, so exiting dairying for that, but some regions are also reporting a, a switch to forestry or avocado farming, particularly up through Northland, so quite a significant change within one year. A quick word still with dairy and the Māori dairy company Miraka, it's based just north of Topol. It's celebrating founding members who are stepping down as required constitutionally after 12 years of service. They've done just a sterling job, Kingy Smiler, Max Parkin and Mikey Len. They're all instrumental in forming Miraka in 2010. Here's Carl Graydon, Miraka's CEO. All three of the members that are exiting have had just a fundamental impact and influence on the business. Miraka would not exist without the tenacity and courage and vision of Kingy Smiler and uh, principally Max Parkin was the one that drove our decision to become instead of a cheese factory, actually a, a powder factory. So right from inception, the, all three of them, including Madame Lien from Vinamilk in Vietnam, have just, I'd guess, led us with, with vision more than anything else. Miraka exports $300 million worth of dairy product and incidentally, Sally, it's apparently the only processor in the world to be powered by renewable geothermal energy. Mm, Very interesting that, isn't it? Um, Now look, let's turn to the wine harvest. That's not too far away. How are things looking there? I guess, yeah, it's still early days a little bit, but the indications for a quality wine vintage this year are looking okay. Summer's provided lots of heat, not too much rain in those key growing areas where we've got Hawke's Bay, Wairarapa, Marlborough, Central Otago. But the chief executive of the New Zealand wine growers, Philip Gregan, says that the volumes will be lower than in the past two harvests. We've had two good-sized vintages, so I don't see that as an issue, uh, get bigger vintages, get smaller vintages and uh, this year we're, we're going to be on the smaller side. The, f- the first concern always for grape growers and winemakers is quality. Quality is looking good at the stage. Obviously there's still a way to go but the outlook's positive at the moment. Sales are going well. Um, the challenge the industry has and it's not just been in our industry but it's more widely is uh, supply chains got very long and very clogged uh, during COVID. So uh, in the past year, we've seen some destocking of supply chains. So that slowed exports down from New Zealand a bit. We did speak to a grower who said that the lower volumes for him, that's not such a bad thing because there's still a fair bit of wine left in tanks from last year's harvest. Now, cash-strapped farmers aren't spending as much on fertiliser these days. Indeed they're not, and this is according to data from the Fertiliser Association of New Zealand, which is showing that there's been a drop in the use of nitrogen, phosphate and potassium each year since 2019. And the farmer-owned fertiliser co-op Ravensdown says that the reduced demand is the result of weather events, high input costs and inflation. And in fact, it's led to them having to cut its workforce last year by 18%. Here's the Chief Operating Officer, Mike Whitty. We sort of see it as um, the bottom and things will improve and looking at the, the dairy situation and the dairy payout, it's, it's going in the right direction. So that these are very cyclical um, occurrences and, you know, we're, we're positive about the future. It'll just take some time. 
Yeah, and Susan, I guess it is a good time to double-check fertiliser use. It certainly is, because looking at things like, say, the nitrogen component of fertiliser, that needs to actually be accounted for in these things called the freshwater farm plans that all pastoral and horticultural businesses are going to need to do over time, because it's things like the leaching of nitrogen, which is leading to poor water quality in rivers and streams. So, yeah, probably a good time for for everyone just to, to rebalance and reset what they're doing. Thanks, Susan. That was Susan Murray in Hamilton. Thanks for joining us with the Rural News Roundup. This is Country Life on RNZ National, 101 FM. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.